You're listening to Cross the Line 1524, the common man's podcast. But I came here for just one drink. It's Cross the Line 1524. Join us at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy with a glass of bourbon, table 12, as guys sit around and discuss distilleries, common day events, or whatever comes to the bar top. That's right. Cross the line, 1524. So this past Thursday night, we were fortunate enough to be able to sit down with Alan Henderson, former IU basketball standout and NBA player at Batesville Liquor Co. As he talked about his brand of spirits that were out, we had a great time. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Now, are we live? We're live. So, welcome to Batesville Liquor Co. How's everybody doing tonight? Good. Woo! So, I am Alan Stanger with. And I can't hear you, Dwayne. I gotta turn myself on. I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bishaw, Jeff Montag, Mike Gardner, and we got a special guest here. Another Alan in the house. One a little, just a little more famous than I am. Uh, graduate of I Uni- University, uh, former NBA player, Mr. Alan Henderson. How are you doing, Alan? Doing well. Thanks for having me. So Very Alan nice. has, uh, those that know Alan, played ball for IU. Uh, and my wife and I are, won't hold that against you tonight as Boilermaker fans. <laughs> uh, and then played in the NBA. And now he has his own line of spirits out. Uh, so talk about your transition from playing basketball to having spirits. Yeah, well... It's, it's kind of, I guess I say it kind of been a long transition, really. I, um, you know, time flies. I, um, my, my oldest is 16 now, and he was born my last year of, uh, of playing when I was in Philly. So, so time really does fly. So, uh, since then, I just really just enjoyed uh, spending a lot of time with my kids. I have four, uh, three boys and a girl. Um, I really, that was really my, my big transition, just being home, uh, being with them, enjoying that time. I thought about getting into doing some things with coaching or some different things with teams at different level, and I even talked to people about that and talked to people about broadcasting, but then the idea of being on the road again after all those years, I just opted not to, so then I decided, let me figure out some things I like to do, and uh, I've always dabbled in different, uh, different businesses. Even when I was playing, we had different businesses. We had some... Uh, Smoothie Kings at one time we had some uh, uh, we had a medical supply company we had a uh, recording studio in Atlanta we did independent independent records just like a hundred thousand independent records so I was always had something always had something going so uh, so when I, w- when this came about um, really I was first exposed to it from some guys from IU some guys from IU had started um, a liqueur probably about maybe 10 years ago and they had asked me if I wanted to, to do it get involved with them invest with them and I looked at it just wasn't a perfect fit for me, so I passed on it, but I kind of got a little bit in- interested in the industry at that point. Uh, then I just started seeing different brands in the store, with different stories, and uh, none of the stories were particularly speaking to me, or nobody on any labels looked like me, and I said, well, I think there's some space to um, for all of us to be on the bar together. And, right. uh, so that's kind of what, uh, what motivated me to try to find these really cool stories. Uh, make some great product with them and uh, my company's mission is to diversify the bar we talk with the people the places the perspective and um, you know I've just been um, really pleased with the reception so far to all our spirits uh, we started in Indiana 
um, spring of, spring of 2020, and now we've uh, we entered Michigan this summer as our 10th state. So we're just steady growing and just trying to keep growing from there. That is awesome. So talk about you. Get, you've got three different spirits here tonight. Mm -hmm. So talk about each one of them. Yeah. So um, we started. Our first spirit was uh, it's called Birdie Brown. Uh, the first we launched was in spring of 20 was called Birdie Brown Plain Hooch. And uh, that whole line is built on Birdie. Birdie was an African-American lady from Missouri. She ended up homesteading out in Montana. In the early uh, 1900s, she got her homestead. She went out there late 1800s. She ended up growing her own grains. She distilled her own liquor. She had her own parlor she was serving out of. And it was just, I just didn't know that African-Americans were homesteading out in Montana. I wasn't aware of that. And right. um, so I think I was just surprised by the whole story and then a, a lady doing it by herself. And I thought it was just a really cool story of entrepreneurship and just uh, just being a boss controlling her whole supply chain. And I said, okay, that's the first story I'm going to tell. So we, we, we did our best to, to try to make it as true to what she would have made. And so um, that mash bill on that is wheat, oats, and barley. Um, and that uh, the plain hooch, we, we were doing that unaged at 100 proof. So we started with that uh, just to get into the to the market, and we um, we knew we also we always wanted to have a straight wheat whiskey. So as soon as we started making that, we started aging some, and then once it hit about three three and a half years, we felt like it was ready. We put that out uh, spring of this past year, and that's our Birdie Brown Straight Wheat Whiskey. Nice. So yeah, so nice. we have two spirits and uh, two spirits in that in that brand, and. Um, um, Everybody enjoys it, enjoys it in different ways, and I've been uh, really proud of what we've done. We've won, you know, lots of medals and awards, and for what we're doing. So, uh, hope we just keep growing from there. Great. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm sampling the Tom Bullock. Oh, you got the Tom Bullock. Yeah. So, and that's our second brand. Uh, we launched that uh, fall of '21. Our Tom Bullock's brand, and Tom Bullock was the first African American to get a cocktail book published back in uh, 1917. It's called The Ideal Bartender. Still sold today. Um, Again, liked his doing something unexpected. You know, I liked that he was an entrepreneur, and it was at a time when you couldn't even get a book published unless you had a white person write your introduction. Um, and his introduction actually was written by uh, George Herbert Walker, who's great great grandfather of, um, of President George Bush. So it's just like a crazy story. It's like yeah. yeah. So cool. you know, I look at it like a story of some allyship there. You know, to help him right. get his get his get his book published and. Um, he had a lot of amazing recipes in his book, and we looked through that for inspiration for what we did, and that's what we came up with. I think you have the, the burnt orange the burnt bourbon orange. right there. Yeah, he had a recipe in there where he was roasting oranges over the fire and marinating them overnight and soaking it. Just a real complicated process to get this uh, this burnt orange kind of caramelized flavor to it. So we took that as our inspiration. That's a four-year bourbon that we um, uh, kissed with some uh, burnt orange. We bottled that in Bardstown. And then we also have an old Tom gin with Sweet Lime because he loved using old Tom. He loved using gin, a little bit of sugar. Um, so we kind of just took all that, put it together, went over to, uh, actually we get that made over in England. Uh, it's like a sixth generation uh, gin distiller uh, over there. So we've been really happy with that. And that's our old time gin with Sweet Lime. So, so we have four spirits in our two, in our two brands. And we're probably just going to have some more ideas for some other ones. But for now, right. we're probably just cool right there for, for, for a couple years and keep trying to just uh, grow where we are, maybe add on a few more states uh, over the next couple of years and, uh, and see what happens. Nice. So the gin comes mm -hmm. from across the pond. It does. Uh, yep. Bullocks comes from Bardstown, uh, did I hear? We bottle it in Bardstown, but it's, it's MGPI. Um, that's okay. our bourbon. It's a four-year bourbon. We're all good with MGP. We're all over the place. we yep. got London, we got um, Indiana, and then Montana uh, for birdie. So we uh, cover a lot of places. Just tried to... Um, 
when when I first wanted to get into it, people say, "Hey man, let's 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 build a distillery. Let's do it." I said, "All right, let's look at that." And then when I looked at the numbers. I was yeah. like, ah, yeah. $10 million. Yeah. Yeah. Ten million dollars. Ten million dollars for a little yeah. little like, place. Yeah, with no with no customers and nothing. And then you got to wait like, five yeah. years for your age stuff. And, and it would help to know what you're doing. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, was, that was really that was equally as important. I was like, nah, I don't I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have any customers. I'm not doing that. So I really went out to just find people that are that knew how right. to make a great product. And, Don't uh, reinvent the wheel. Yeah, and just start with that now. A part of what you have is great yeah. stories behind mm-hmm. each yeah, liquor right. that you mm-hmm. got. Yeah. Uh, you know, some some uh, liquors, the story is just the distillery. You have mm-hmm. a story which each individual mm-hmm. li- spirit that you got out there, which it, yeah. all of them are pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, that was on purpose because I'm drawn to brands with, with stories too, which is right. I like to look at them, talk about it. I'm sharing it with some friends or family, whatever I'm doing. So I thought I, I would put the same out there, put some different stories for people to talk about. And, um, you know, it's um, unknown stories. And we haven't had a, a lot of representation um, until probably the last few years in, this, in the spirits industry uh, from a brand uh, building and ownership side. So I'm right. um, happy to be a part of that and help you to help you help increase the uh, diversity on the shelf. And I tell people all the time, it's not uh, just for African Americans for everybody, you know, and we've right, been really right. been embraced by all kind of uh, all different types of people, all different walks of life, and it's really um, makes me feel good when I see that because that's what I, part of what I want right. to do. There, I, I tell people all the time, I got all kind of stuff in my bar, you know. I got Jack right. Daniels, I got people look all kind of, you know. I got all kind of stuff. <laughs> Why can't everybody else have it? You know, exactly. Right. So, exactly. so, so I've been very particular about that. So, um, yeah. So I'm happy with how it's going, and we just want to keep growing. And uh, so, what's the next ten years look like for? Well, if you're looking to learn more about the bourbon country in probably the most unorthodox way you've ever heard it, you need to listen to Two Shots on a Barrel podcast. You can join the Bow Brothers, a couple of longtime goofy radio DJs from Kentucky, and learn more about what makes the heart of bourbon country so famous. You can listen to the Bow Brothers as they look to interview experts in the bourbon industry and other things that are truly unique to Central Kentucky, like wineries, craft breweries, caves, kayaking, you name it. It's Two Shots on a Barrel podcast with the Bow Brothers. You can find it on all of the major podcast platforms. Two Shots on a Barrel. You can learn more about Kentucky only the way the Bow Brothers can bring it on Two Shots on a Barrel podcast. Well, it's that time. It's time to talk about one of our favorite sponsors, Batesville Liquor Co. in Batesville, Indiana, and Tebby Liquor in Brookville, Indiana. They've got some special events coming up. Mark your calendars now for Thursday, December 14th from 5.30 to 7.30. You're going to get to meet Alan Henderson in person, former Indiana University basketball star, former NBA star, now has his own line of spirits, Tom Bullock's. He's got Tom Bullock's Burn Orange Bourbon and Tom Bullock's Old Tom Gin with Sweet Lime. That's right. He's going to be live in person at Batesville Liquor Co. on Thursday, December 14th from 5.30 to 7.30. And across the line, 1524 crew will be there as well to do an interview. It's going to be a great time. At Tebby Liquors in Brookville, Indiana, for the rest of the year, They've got bucket drop gift sets. That's right, gift sets. You know, it's bucket drops, got a little bit of everything you need there. They've got gift sets of allocated store pick bourbons. You enter your name in person 
If your name's drawn, you get a chance to purchase that gift set. Can't beat that. It includes Blanton's, Eagle Rare, E.H. Taylor, the good stuff. That's what's happening the rest of the year at one of our favorite sponsors, Batesville Liquor Co. in Batesville, Indiana, and Tebby Liquor in Brookville, Indiana. Stop out, say hi to them, grab some great liquors, beers, wines, you name it, they've got it, and tell them to cross the line, 1524 Crew sent you. Gilman's Home Centers, with 14 locations, and they're growing. You know, we're in the heat of the winter. That's an oxymoron right there, but you need ice melt, you need snow shovels, any item to take care of your winter needs, Gilman's have them. Do you have a wood pellet stove? Well, Gilman's has the best wood pellets on the market. They're Somerset wood pellets. They're hardwood pellets made in Somerset, Kentucky. It gets no better. I personally use them and vouch for them. Gilman's Home Centers, your one-stop shop for any of your home improvement needs. Well, I mean, within the next within the next five years, I think we'll be in all the stakes. Um, we're in talks right now to get our first outside investment, uh, which I think is going to be um, uh, a, a, a strategic investor to really help us and uh, bring some knowledge and some uh, some cash to help us with our uh, fresh fill barrels. Like you said, you got to right. invest in it and just wait so right. that, can, right. that can get hard we, as you're trying have, to scale up. We have yeah. friends that okay. once they had a big investment come in, yeah. it took what was a, oh, a, a, a very good a very distiller. Good distiller very good brand, but mm-hmm. smaller market, and just mm-hmm. blew it up. Yeah. Okay, that's what m- money does. Okay. Once you get a, an investor that's mm-hmm. investing yeah. in you and your brand, mm-hmm. so yeah, so well, I'm looking forward to that. That's exciting. Yeah. And because you're new, we've 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 talked to other distillers and other you know from little ones to very big ones, and they've all commented on everybody helping each other. And I mean, if have you looked at anybody has there been you know that help or that camaraderie and i listened to a couple of interviews where it's, it's talking about there's there's so much space for it um is there you know i guess is the is there help there because there is plenty of room there's plenty of people looking for drinks yeah you know um there were a couple guys i knew that had been in the industry uh that were helpful when i was starting uh, a guy named Ponce Tilwell has, has, has a brand called Steel Moon. Uh, at the time, he was based in Indianapolis. He was very helpful. Um, so so people, people are willing to share, and uh, I try to do the same thing. I have people call me all the time. I have people in diff- different states right now calling me, asking me questions. I say, well, hey, I'm not going to invest in you, but I'm happy to share right. whatever whatever I have right. for you and try to help you sure. get along. So I think I know there's there's a lot of room for all of us on the right. show. Right. Our, so, our, so that's, so that's, our that's experience is we, uh, we've interviewed a number of distillers mm-hmm. in the business and we go down the barstown area fairly okay. frequently and we've built some relationships down mm-hmm. there and i think s- something we've all noticed is this industry these guys share mm-hmm. these guys don't hold back with each other mm-hmm. helping each other out so yeah we all help each other out i mean nobody, nobody's sharing any trade secrets but everybody's you know right <laughs> right right sure. everybody's pretty helpful i think that part of that comes from just having you know confident in your product so yeah. i mean I have confidence in my product, so I, I, exactly. I feel good about right. yeah, when it comes to that sharing information. Part, you yeah. got to start with a good product. And yeah. I tell you, I've mm-hmm. tasted three of yours yeah. right here, okay. and, and they're all three okay. very good. Appreciate so. it, but yeah, yeah. but I, I agree with you though. People are, if you ask, people are pretty willing, pretty willing to share and talk to you. And um, yeah, Barstown's a great, great place to be. We bottle down there in, 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 yeah. in Barstown right now. And last time I was there, I went to um, uh, Barstown uh, Bourbon 
for the sure. first time. So yeah. that's so that beautiful place. And Did you get a chance to, to go into the yeah. Bourbon Library and sit down? Not the library oh. and sit down. Oh. No. Oh. I, was, I was more back behind the scenes. I was yeah. checking out, yeah. well, checking out everything because who knows? Maybe maybe one day we'll make some stuff there. I don't know. But yeah. uh, next time you're there, yeah. ask them to see the library. The library. It's a very okay. interesting room. Yeah. We did our okay. podcast from that room. So okay. it was really interesting okay. to see no, the history in there. I didn't see that. You'll be shocked what you see on the shelf, sir. Yeah. From maybe. Stuff from the 17, 1800s. Really? Yeah, yeah. some bottles. They have That's amazing. Yeah, they they talk like about it. vintage bottles. Mm. They have vintage bottles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just, I mean, I'm not surprised. It's a beautiful place. It's just a I, I, unbelievable, unbelievable place. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is. Mm-hmm. Good deal. So you got? I know he's got bottles to sign, and people are here yeah, to see him. You guys got, got any other questions? Well, for we got to. You got to ask him the question. You you played under Bobby Knight, mm-hmm. right? So tell us what you know. Good times, bad. <laughs> yeah, both. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Depends if they were winning or not. You know, I, I mean, I think that would be like that with any coach, really. You know, you have you yeah. know, good days and your tougher days. Yeah. <laughs> Days when the coach is really on you, and days when he's not, maybe he's on somebody else. You know, that's yeah. just that's just how it goes. But I mean, it's no surprise. I mean, I, I went to high school in Indianapolis. I knew what IU was about. Yeah. I knew what Coach right. Knight was about. I knew what I was getting into. So, I was always kind of surprised when people would get there and be like, "Oh man, I'm transferring. He's crazy. I mean, he's too tough." I'm like, Were you blind? <laughs> have you yeah. have you not been watching? I mean, right. You know, it's going to be tough. You know? yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. you know it's going to be a, a, a it's, it's not going to be a cakewalk. So, nah. I mean, I love I love playing with Coach Knight. We got along. Uh, very well. Um, even even if he was yelling at me, I always knew he was just trying to uh, make you better. Tell me something, you know. Yeah. I, so I really just tried. To, I mean, I didn't always feel like you had to yell to tell me that, but you, know, <laughs> <laughs> you could have just told me that in a regular voice. So I get, but I get it. So I just try and try to pick the words out what he was saying. That's what I did the whole time. I just never, he never really got me rattled or anything with all the yelling. I, you know, I knew what I was there for. I was trying to learn how to learn the game from a, from a. Uh, uh, basketball genius, really, and yeah. uh, pick up what I could pick up. Keep getting better. Try to win national championship, and uh, so all the yelling and stuff didn't. It did. It didn't affect me. He actually, he told my mother one time. Um, I don't remember what year it was. He's. He, he told my mother when he was yelling at me. He said, "I can't stand when I'm yelling at him." And he gets this holier than now look on his face. And <laughs> so basically, so basically, he was telling my mom, "I can't." I, I can't get him. I can't, I can't get him. Yeah, I can't. I can't get the reaction I'm looking for because I would. All, I just. He, I'm just looking at him. Like, okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's go. All right. Got it. <laughs> you know. So I mean, that's just. But no, it was. It was great times. It was fun. Um, uh, you know, love my time on campus. Love my teammates. Uh, we had some just really good teams and some yeah, chance, so some chances to go really far. Didn't, didn't quite get it done, but it's still a lot of a lot of good memories and a lot of good bonds with those guys. Yeah. So. Uh, so in your yeah, in happy. your years there, like you, you didn't get a championship, you got Final Four. Mm-hmm. So, was there a game or an end of a game that just really is is the moment for you in your time at IU that that you think back to as you know that was the pinnacle? Uh, I don't know if I'd say the one was the pinnacle, but there were a lot of a lot of good moments. Really, you know, I mean. I remember our first game, my first regular game in Springfield. You know, I got a chance to come off the bench and had a good game. We're playing UCLA on national TV. They're we're both top five. You know, so it started with that, and then, and then later that year we got the we lost, and then we got to play them again in the final eight. We beat them. So I mean, that was a great that was a great feeling. Yeah. Um, I don't so many. I mean, there's so many games. Like I mean, um, we beat Michigan up there at their place. I think my sophomore year, that was a really good game. I got a block on Weber, and uh, we won that game. That was, <laughs> that was actually one of the um, 
happiest I've ever seen Coach Knight after a game in the locker room, really. Is that I right? think about, oh, yeah, I mean, he was pumped. He was smiling. He was hyped. So, yeah, so just I could – I can just go down the line. There's a lot, yeah. a lot of, lot of good memories and good times. It was, uh, you know, so uh, it was a good time being in basketball. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a mm-hmm. kind of the when college basketball was really, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, just really going crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, the, the so was tough. Yeah, you jump to the NBA, so you go to the NBA. Favorite team, mm-hmm. favorite teammate, favorite coach. Uh, can't really give you a favorite <laughs> teammate, but uh, <laughs> because you know, There's so many of them. A lot of, a lot of really good guys. You know, that have similar mindsets you know, right. playing together and everybody uh I, I was fortunate to have a lot of good veterans like uh, steve smith uh dikembe mutombo and uh, guys like that and then uh throughout my career played with just a bunch of great players you know uh Alan iverson dirk Nowitzki, lebron james like i mean it's just a big list of players and uh i, I, got, I got, got along real well with all, with all my teammates i ain't even problems yeah. with any of my teammates and uh coaching wise my favorite coaches were probably um uh I don't know if I can say uh, Lenny Wilkins, uh, Don Nelson. Um, I really, really enjoyed playing for them, but I think I was going to enjoy it no matter what. It was a dream come true, and right. I, don't, I don't know how I could. I don't know what could have happened to make me not enjoy that situation. Really, so right, it, was, it was a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, a lot of good memories. Good deal. Good deal. Yep. You guys, got anything else for him? No, I think there's a, people waiting to get some bottles signed, yep. so we better let yep. back to work. Yeah, thank you for taking thank time. Yeah. 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 Appreciate, appreciate it. it. No problem. Really nice appreciate it. Likewise. Appreciate likewise. It. So for Cross the Line 1524, I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, My Gardner, and our very special guest, Alan Henderson. <laughs> we'll see you all next time. Thank Thanks, you. Alan. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> hey, friends, it's your old buddy, Rick Garrett. Each week, I have the pleasure of hosting the Experience Franklin County, Indiana podcast, where we look at the people, places, and events that make Franklin County such an amazing place to work, visit, or live. Join us each week on the Experience Franklin County, Indiana podcast, available on your favorite podcast provider. You know what? It's time for a day trip. That's right, a day trip to historic Metamora, Indiana, where you can visit the Sap Bucket, a general store, gift shop, and snack bar located on Main Street in beautiful historic metamora indiana check out the only operational wooden aqueduct in the united states a water-powered grist mill and many antique shops craft vendors food shops it's a great place to visit hop in your car take a day trip that's right you can check out more information about the sap bucket at thesapbucket.com or metamora indiana at metamoreindiana.com Hope to see you soon. You've been listening to Cross the Line 1524 with all the guys, whether we're at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy or out on the road. You know we always have a great time. Hey, check out our webpage at www.crossthelline1524.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. Check out Podcast 1524 on Twitter and Cross the Line 15 slash 24 on Facebook. Give me one before you kick me out the door.